There is please and thank you, excuse me, and you're welcome. But in between those polite phrases that we coach our kids to say are real life manners that sometimes fall through the cracks of busy family life. My next guest believes manners matter and she pushes parents toward a simple and direct approach in how we teach them. Author Brooke Romney is joining me today with seven manners we sometimes forget about. It's so great to see you. You too. Beautiful in blue. You wrote the book, 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens, volume one and volume two, and you just came out with a kid version. And I wanna ask you, Brooke, manners and kids, it's sort of this buzzy topic. And I think some people say kids today are just rude. They're rude and they're missing out on these important manners. I think there's another argument where some might say our society has gotten more casual and the rules, the guidelines, the manners should follow suit. What is your take as you've thought about it through the, through the writing of this book on kids and manners? Well, my whole purpose of manners with kids and with teens is not the fact that we want to create these kids that do everything that their parents that make their parents look good. Mm. What we want our kids and our teens to understand is living this way actually gives them confidence to exist in the world as the way they want to show up. Mm. So it's much less about do this so I look good. It's about do this so you can be empowered, so you can feel successful. Because kids who use these manners, kids and teens, they like who they are and other people like who they are. And that creates kind of this positive feedback loop where good things happen because they're a great person mm -hmm. and that, other people notice. That deeper meaning. And actually what I love about your approach and what I love about your books kind of taps into that. You're not just saying the phrase or the thing. Sometimes I'll read what you've written and I'm like, oh yeah, but then the context, the way you fill in and feather the gaps helps provide that base understanding where kids know it's more about, it's more than just what I say or more than just what I do. There's a deeper kindness and a deeper confidence in these, in these practices. Yeah, it was really important to me that both teens and kids understood the why behind a manner. Yes. Because I think they often just think, oh, my parents want me to do this. Oh, it, they care so much about manners. And that's not what it is. My parents want me to live a successful life and they're teaching me skills to make sure that I'm capable of doing that with them and without them. We've plucked from your pages and your book to compile our list today, seven manners parents sometimes forget to teach. First, a communication reminder. We take turns when we talk. Yes, and this one is so important because a lot of, you know, when it comes to interrupting and things like that, making sure that you are being kind and considerate and aware. And so I love talking about this with parents and with kids because I don't think that people really want to be rude. No. I don't think that's, that's what's behind it. They just don't know how to do it well and politely. And yeah. so that was one of the first manners we tackled because so many parents have this as a struggle. And they don't want to be the parent that just says, be quiet, don't bug me, don't interrupt. Uh -huh. But they want to teach it in a better way that shows them why. And also that there are some nuances there. Sometimes you do need to interrupt. Your sister falls on her scooter and she's hurt. It's time to interrupt. Yeah. You just forget the name of your dog not time to interrupt. Yeah, and again, uh, we're, we're working on this at my house right now because there is a balance of being that dismissive parent, but also teaching them why there's reason to pause. Uh, when we think of manners, the dinner table comes to mind. What should we teach kids about food in general? Well, one of the manners I love is be polite with food. And this comes because there's a lot of kids who just, because they're so innocent, they say whatever comes to mind. So when grandma, puts food on their plate, they say, that's disgusting, I hate that food. And just showing them that there's a better way to do it, right? And giving them options. So you can say, no, thank you. Or you can take it and leave some of it. Or I love, um, Fulham House did a little skit and they said, their son said, you try a bite. And if you don't like it, then you can leave the rest on your plate. 
brilliant. I didn't even put that in my book, but that came to his mind. We call it the no thank you bite at my house. Perfect. I think that stems from a Disney show, Tots. But taking a bite Perfect. and then realizing, yeah, I can pass on that. So yeah. there's confidence, like you said. It goes back to that confidence in how we handle that. You believe privacy has a place in the manner conversation. So this is actually one that came from talking to some friends with younger kids. And their kids were playing hide and seek at their house. And these neighbor kids kept hiding in the mom and dad's bed which is just not appropriate. It's a great hiding spot. I mean, I'll give them that. It's, it's a, a great hiding great spot. Hiding spot. <laughs> but also empowering our kids to be the people that say, you know, oh, that's a parent's room. I'm not going to go in. Oh, that's my friend's older sister's makeup. We don't touch that unless we've asked. Giving them the ability to navigate being in someone else's home and doing it with confidence and then also being the type of kid that gets invited back. Here's another one we sometimes don't frame up as a manner, and that is problem solving. Yes. So when we think about kids, they want someone else to solve their problems all the time. But this book is really about teaching our kids confidence. And so it says, you are capable of solving problems. You can do it. You can do it. And so they go through some scenarios, like you spill a cup of water. What could you do? But sometimes, you know, something you need is on a very high shelf. Okay, now it's time to ask someone. So helping them understand when I need to solve my own problem and give it a shot, and when I might need to ask an adult for help. I notice in this book there's a lot of role-playing opportunity, which my mom was the queen of the role-play, and I think there's no better way to teach kids. So you're giving these scenarios or these prompts as we're learning about the manners that help them put it into practice. Yes, so on the back of the book, they, we share different scenarios, so they get an opportunity to say, what would I do? And make sure that's really cemented. Sometimes your kids are gonna give you answers that aren't quite what you were hoping, yeah. and you can work through that. All right, this next one comes out up at my house all of the time. Talking, we're working on that. We're working on it, talking about someone else's likes or preferences and describing it as babyish. Yes, babyish is such a Ooh, big deal. It hurts. Especially in it those hurts. elementary school years. Yeah. And I love that we're addressing this manner because it's really hurtful to the kids who are being called babyish. I think especially when it comes to like learning speeds or what people like. Sometimes kids are growing up in older homes, mm -hmm. you know, with teenagers. And mm -hmm. so they say, oh, that show's so dumb. That's for babies. But it actually isn't. And so one of the things I love, there's a challenge at the end of each manner. And this one says, read a book or watch a show you liked when you were younger and remember what you loved about it. Mm -hmm. So we do a little challenge at the end so that it really kind of says, hey, this isn't for babies. Yeah. We Everybody likes we this show. like this. Yeah. 30 quick seconds. My mom was really big on this next one, and now I am too. Fun plans need to be talked about privately. Yeah, there's just a lot of hurt feelings that no, don't need to be hurt if our kids would just be a little bit more aware. So you're at a basketball game and you're inviting one friend over, go ahead and text them when you get in the car or ask them when no one else is around. And I think that just is being careful, being aware, and making sure that people aren't hurt for a reason they don't need to be hurt. And finally, know the difference between telling and tattling. These are just a few of the 52 manners in this awesome new book. Where can we get a copy? So right now it's available in Costco in Utah, Idaho, and Arizona, which is awesome. And then on Amazon, it comes out on October 11th. We are cheering you on. Congratulations. It's such an awesome resource for parents. So we look forward to that release date. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brooke.